Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Oh dear, what could the matter be, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Bet365. The Netherlands beat England. Sandy Gazzola has had some good news, and Diego Maradona has been talking shite again. <laughs> I've decided I don't like VAR. Is yeah. Rubbish, Marcus. <laughs> I've been beating this bad old drum for a while. Oh, bad old drum. Bad yes. old dirty old drum. It's only, made out of bins. It's only got badder and dirty because I've joined your calls, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, England. Yeah, oh, yeah. Shame. Well, I mean, well, daft little tournament, silly game. Fuck off. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, that's exactly how the England fans behaved. Yes. Oh, blimey. Let, let's not get into that just yet. That, that will bring the mood way, way down yeah. too early for the show. Um, yes, England undone by some errors. Some errors against those Netherlands. Um, it was a shame. I think people, it shows you where the England team are at the moment because... I actually felt really quite down after it, <laughs> and I think the mood was really um, was was one very it was very downbeat, uh, and it shows you because I think England fans thought, "Hang on a minute here, we we might actually be considered 
I don't know, maybe joint favourites of Portugal. I, I, certainly, yeah, yeah, England I have got going, a really good going chance. Going into it, for most people, yeah, they're yeah. my favourites. I, I, I have to say I feel the opposite. Maybe it's just because England lost, but I um, I was watching the game and I'd, you know, I've been thinking throughout the, the, the Nations League, like, is this going to feel like a like a third yeah. international tournament? Is it going to feel like it, it matters and it's a really big thing? And it, it didn't. Did no, it? it didn't. It doesn't. No. I don't know. First half, it didn't. I mean, the teams were sluggish. Yeah. I think it took a while to get going. But when it did, and it was a bit of a, back and forth and when Lingard scored that goal that was of course ruled out I found myself going oh I've been sucked in uh, <laughs> all in time for the loss uh, but, but was that not kind of one of the more positive things to be drawn for it because that pass was wonderful yes. Sancho wasn't it the, the, the no Ross Barkley oh sorry sorry, sorry. Yeah, it, was, yeah. it was Ross Barkley who um, didn't do anything else for the rest of the game <laughs> uh, meaningful no uh, it was yeah I mean I, it's funny because when I walked away from El Pub uh, that I walked I, I, I'm one of those fans who I can't just switch off. Right, yeah. I, I like the chat. I, I, I sort of like to fizzle out, if you see what I mean. Because yeah. I used to mm. like it back in the 90s. You remember Euro 96, especially when the match would be on the telly and mm. then it would then you could switch on to fantasy, fantasy football, football with Badil yeah. and Skinner. Mm. And, uh, and we've replaced them. Uh, <laughs> in some ways. For very, you. very few would argue. Yeah, this is therapy <laughs> for me. Uh, and... Uh, and and they would often, especially after England lost that semi-final penalties to Germany, you think I can't just switch off. And it's nice to see them a bit gutted and a bit yeah. deflated, and well, they you feel like you're it. all doing it as one in the same yeah. way that you've been watching the game as one. I think so. And, and so I, I was on on the bus on the way home, and I thought, well, I'll check out a five live. I didn't think I don't think they were covering the game, so I thought, well, maybe I'll put on a uh, talk sport. And uh, Andy Goldstein and Jason Cundy were on, who, mm. who can be a little uh, boisterous at mm. times, shall we say. <laughs> uh, but Cundy actually thought, from the little I heard came out, was fairly decent. Anyway, right, we're going to go to our first caller. Hi, it's uh, Ian from such oh, I think Southgate should be set. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, all right. Imagine. Let's turn that off. Imagine. <laughs> Sacked for getting in, get into a semi <laughs> after a World Cup semi final. Another semi final is not good enough. <laughs> they're, big game, they're big game bottlers. Oh, yeah. oh come on, traitor! Put him yeah. in a tower. <laughs> you know what? It was one of the situations. I wasn't like that, but you know when you're like, you know when you're putting off putting the bins out, and you're, you're literally doing anything yeah. not to put the yeah. bins out. But in you, some you... cases, literally nothing. <laughs> yeah, just sitting there. Yeah, I mean, that's usually just the being. You just like, oh, I'll. I'll I will do anything not to put the bins out. I'll phone me, ma'am. Yeah. I'll do the invoices. <laughs> I'll reply to emails, and you all, and you just, you sat there, and you're on film uh, with one eye on the bins, and then you're going, I can't live like this. I'm going to take life by the horns. Mm. I'm going to take out these fucking bins. I'll all take right? out the recycling. I'll take out the bins, and you grab the bins, and you put it on the bins, and you, you get outside, mm. and and you get all the way down the garden path, and then the garden path, the bin, the bin catches itself on a on a nail, uh. and the bin juice goes all over your bare foot, and that is was exactly what it was like finding out that there was a third place player for this fucking competition. <laughs> I was like, yeah. that is the worst thing that yeah. possibly could have happened yeah. tonight. Absolutely. I mean, the World Cup, we thought the World Cup third place playoff was the most pointless game in all football. <laughs> um, but this tops it, doesn't it? It's like the championship playoff. Having a like, having a like third place playoff playoff. <laughs> Imagine, it's I'd just, like why, that. Why? That, would, yeah. that would be amazing. If they make them do it. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. competitions just have to earn a third place playoff. Yeah, you know, a I third like, place match. I don't know. I think England get another crack at the bronze, yeah. which they failed to do in Russia. So you know, chin up. Mm. Although we'll probably if if we do beat Switzerland, then uh, England will not get a medal. Well, if you fancy England to grab that third place finish, there you go. Uh, it's uh, evens one to one. Ten pound returning, twenty pound including your stake with Bet three. 
the game itself, I have been slightly um, surprised at some of the, the fallout from the match, actually. The way people have been talking about it was the Dutch completely outclassed England and they won 3-1 in regular time and carved England open and, mm. and all this kind of stuff. Don't get me wrong, I, I think the Dutch were a little bit better. but I, I, think they were, I think they were the better side, definitely. I don't think anyone would really argue that that wasn't the case. Sure. I know what you're saying. Yeah, but I didn't think... The, the, reading some things and some of the reaction was as if the golfing class, as if England didn't even belong well, on the same I, pitch. I, I think the, the problem for me, and I think where that perception comes from, and I don't think it's entirely unfair, is that obviously England scored their goal through a penalty again. Which was um, fortunate, and that was a mistake as yeah. well. Um, but we didn't really look like scoring from open players. So often been the case with England. Sancho but, had that header. Yeah, mm. but you know, again, you know, it's a. But did the, but did the Dutch piece, create that much? They well, pounced but, on errors. Absolutely, they pounced on errors. But it's. I think it's more that this is a wider problem with England coming back. That despite, I don't, know, I don't dispute the that. personnel. You know, the players like Harry Kane, Raheem Sterling, mm-hmm. Jaden Sancho, even even like you know the. Rashford, players that, that score goals, mm-hmm. players that you consider an attacking threat in the Premier League or the Champions League. Why is it when they come together for England that England feels so blunt and that they're relying on set pieces, almost like a sort of international stoke sometimes? And that's <laughs> well, not to, that's not to un- well, undermine the I, work I that Gareth Southgate, Southgate has done. I don't, think, I think Southgate could, would have brought Kane on as early as he did if it wasn't for the injury. But yeah, I mean, but I, that's, I think it was just a reminder that, you know, in international football, um, the margins are membrane yeah. thin. They're so small that, that you wouldn't get that. You wouldn't necessarily get that in, in, in domestic league football. You wouldn't get someone, um, you know, chances are it would come off someone's knee and it wouldn't have gone mm. in after somebody does a spill. It's, mm. it's, you know, it's it's difficult. Are we are we just lacking a, a creative spark in midfield? It's, it's the midfield. Yeah. England's problem is, is is in midfield. I know there were mistakes, you know, and and I really hope Stones and Barkley don't get hammered too much. Yes, we know. I mean, I, I understand the frustration with, with John Stones' his, his error there, and it was it was a particularly daft error with Barkley's error. You could you could say that Stones maybe shouldn't have played the ball to him. Yeah, uh, and I know with the corner, Stones sort of lost his man. That how can happen. Has, how many matches have Stones played? Like well, exactly. Seasons, I don't think he's I mean, played yeah. since April. Yeah. So th- there's a problem with that. Um, Barkley, <clears throat> um, he had a an incident in possibly the first half. I forget which half of it. Um, but where he sort of he almost crossed the ball across mm. his own area, and was, he got away with it. But it was <clears throat> it was like, come, you're not like you're not the best player over I, the park. I, it was like, like, flash <laughs> relax. But John Stones, yeah. though, with that, with that, with the with the obvious error he made, I think what was frustrating about that was. He wasn't. It wasn't like a bad touch, and the, and it let the player in, or he tried to quickly switch it, and the player blocked it. He had the ball. He had the chance to play it back to Pickford, which he was going to do anyway. For some reason, he then spun back round as if to say, "Well, let me just have another." No, yeah. okay, I will play it back to Pick. Oh, it's uh, gone. Yeah. Can you be mentally exhausted and also rusty <laughs> at I the same time? Think, yeah. Do you know what was so gutting <laughs> as well is Pickford made a great save. It yeah. came off Walker. Yeah. And Walker's pace, again, Walker wasn't brilliant, but his pace at times yeah. does... His recovery you know, pace is phenomenal. It, 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 mm. He's absolutely phenomenal. And, it, and you can say it papers over some cracks. But he was so close to getting it because he was the one that, that put it in. I mean, the, the, one of the big I, stories was... What, I, I don't think he'd be first choice for Manchester City next season. I think they'll, they'll, they'll strengthen that area. He does like a fullback. He does like a He's probably got about three on the list, and that's right back alone. A um, little bit um, controversial, relatively speaking, that he didn't pick any Liverpool or Spurs players. Harry Winks wasn't even in the squad, of course. Mm. Um, now, when I look at it, to me, Jordan Henderson, who was he was past fit on the morning of the game, yeah. mm. so Southgate thought, mm, okay. But Henderson was the one I thought England missed a bit in the midfield. Not that I think that would 
make a huge difference because, as you say, England just don't have a player like Frankie de Jong. And Frankie de Jong comes along once every 10 years or 12 mm. years, something like that. He is a phenomenal player and will go on to be... He, I mean, he could go on to have a kind of a, a, a Xavi type time at Barcelona mm. or Busquets or whatever you, whatever player you want to compare it to. He could, <clears throat> you know... Alexander Hleb. Yeah, absolutely. But the problem is, <laughs> they, they said it before, the problem like <laughs> with players like uh, Young, like if you keep them quiet, you keep the whole team quiet. So I think it plays into England's strengths to not have that mercurial kind of footballer that, mm-hmm. that, that, that we always, we had a, 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 a glut of back in the late, late 90s and stuff. Yeah. Most teams don't have that kind of Leo Messi kind of creative kind of player that, sure, that but unlocks this, things. But this type of player, that midfield who could controls the game we think of Pirlo Modric now the you know they whenever England play against player a team who have a player or players like that England find it difficult but actually I think England they don't really have that type of player I mean maybe winks in a few years that might be fanciful thinking but who knows but England you see John's in there but um you know that disciplined type of performance <laughs> but, uh, but I think England actually in the spirit of, of Klopp's Liverpool and that is to play the ball quickly and get going and and they didn't quite find their stride but that mm. could be because of rustiness goodness knows what else didn't seem to upset the Dutch too much as, as you say Jim but they play a slightly different game it was uh, it was a shot in the arm for the Leicester fans who want to keep Chilwell I think yeah <laughs> so, oh he might go oh he's had a not great match for England yes well, one of the things I think is is sadly going to be forgotten from the game is that save that Pickford made yeah of that like yeah, yeah, yeah. 30 yard shot where he just caught it like Thor <laughs> catching Mjolnir like just just plucked it out of the air it was incredible you don't Pick, see it very often Pickford oh, actually really had a decent game I did. thought yeah. he, he made a few saves I mean he was so unlucky when Stones did make that error because he mm. saved it. He nearly got yeah. him out of trouble. He did at one point ask the referee if he could pick the ball up <laughs> yes. as it was coming back to him. Yeah, he did, yeah. Uh, he's quite thick, isn't he? Quite adorably thick. <laughs> can I, I hit the ball up? Can no, I hit the ball up? But that was can a fair one because he's not sure if he could. Goalkeepers do that you quite know, a right. bit. You'll but be to be fair, like he was he was at the back of his 18-yard box to the right. I mean, an indirect free kick, you're just going to pack the box in. They're not going to get anything out of that. So. Yeah. Well, I don't uh, know. I, I yeah. don't know. Um, but yeah, so uh, uh, where were we? Um yeah, the, I mean the the, the the Dutch they did dominate the, the centre of the pitch, no doubt about that. I tell you something, if if the Netherlands can produce a top quality forward, yeah, they will be very dangerous. Mm. I mean they're they've got some decent forward players, but they do lack a little bit in that area if if you're gonna say because the spine of that team is is very handy. You know, the centre back partnership they've got is really good. Mm. And in midfield, you know, with Wijnaldum and De Jong in there. So they they really I mean, they've come a long way in a short space of they time. They really, really <clears> have. And they have <clears throat> excuse me you know an exciting young feel about them a little bit of pace in there as well and some mm. great craft and England it, it's England for, for many many years now it's that it's that craft they miss but a midfield where you have Declan Rice making what his second start for England mm. uh, or second appearance second start uh, you know he's not many appearances at all then Delph who's hardly kicked a ball for Manchester City really and, and Barkley who I think Barkley's a good player and again I hope he doesn't get too much he does dilly dally a bit and, and tries too many uh, fancy things when when he could play it a little bit more simple. So it was it was a a, a slightly unfamiliar midfield to, for England. Although Barkley did play away to Spain when England won three two, and Delft started the game at home to Croatia, so they have a bit of experience. Yeah, so that we, was, you know, we don't want to say oh it wasn't our best team. Though, it? it's, it's not kind of yeah this wasn't our best team. So therefore, but. Um, I wonder if Southgate will think to himself, oh, maybe I should have started Henderson. Maybe mm. I don't know one or two others uh, from from Liverpool, perhaps. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I think you know Southgate himself 
said um, that uh, that that England made their own errors in the, in, in the final third, in their own third rather, partly because of the Netherlands pressing, but also due to individual mistakes. And and he also said this is the type of thing you learn from. Now, it is true you've got to look philosophically at this, yeah. Because I, I was quite gutted actually after the game, and I, and I was a little bit surprised again the way the likes of Ronald Koeman and Van Dijk were saying, "Well, we you know we were in complete control. We were the better team. We made more chances." And I thought, yeah, you did need extra time and two gifts. They did, I, uh, they were in control, though, Marcus. Well, I, for, by for the most, end they were. I mean, for if, most if that of got, it, that VAR uh, uh, offside decision. Yeah, I that's mean, frustrating. Like, that was like his. It wasn't even his elbow. It was like the bit inside his elbow. What's that <laughs> little kind of ridge on the? Yeah, <laughs> I don't even elbow. know the, the tip. Uh, yeah, but uh, my but my point is the trochlear notch. I think it's my, called. My point is there was a, <laughs> the first half. The Dutch slightly edged, but didn't create anything. There was nothing going on in the first half. The start of the second half, England had the better of it, and mm. Sancho should have made it two nil. And then there was that period from about I don't know fifty five minutes to about seventy five minutes where the Dutch were better, and then England actually for the last fifteen looked the more likely. You can say that the Dutch, they dropped deep. They did drop very deep and England couldn't really find a way, although when they did, it was it was slightly offside. So again, I'm not arguing. I think the Netherlands were better, but I don't think it was as routine or as kind of simple as people are making out. I thought England weren't brilliant, but they weren't terrible. No, I'm, but I don't think Ronald Koeman is saying that England were terrible. Okay. You know, I think he's, no, he's sorry, comfortable but with how some of the reaction did a kind of effectively a professional job mm. against a good team, which is, I think, a fair assessment All right. of it. But the, the, the offside was frustrating, I, I agree, because it was offside. But it's, as we've said many times, like <laughs> it's like... What kind of what, world do you want to live in? What's the point of the offside <laughs> being that tight? Like yeah. the, the advantage Lingard has is, is so minimal mm. as to be non-existent. So mm. it's just it's getting in the way of the game being fun. And 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 also, um, as I said before, technology could solve those problems a lot quicker, especially for the offside, which is a binary choice. It's a it, whether you're offside or off or not. It's 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 a choice there, and it, and it shouldn't take that long to decide. Mm. No and, offside and fa- for England. No, <laughs> that's what I think. And the fact that like the the the, the line, linos keep their um, the assistant referees keep their um, flags down. Until you know, really, really late. It was actually quite grinding for me. So yeah, put your pointless. Fucking flag. Oh <laughs> God, how how have FIFA and UEFA managed to just ruin something so easy and beautiful? Yeah, why really are they? Why do they? Uh, not yeah, maybe uh, they've underthought it. I said before, it's the tech tech lobbyists that have ruined this bloody game. It's not hard. <laughs> it is. It's it not is, hard. It is so frustrating. Like if if. You know, if, if if the goal went in for the Netherlands and it was that tight, I would just think, oh, well, Lionel's just not seen yeah. something. To, I, bloody, yeah. bloody tech lobbyists have got to get onto this one and fix <laughs> oh, it. Yeah, I, oh, dear, I'm getting a bit part of the sound. Sorry, everybody. Um, but, uh, where are we? Yes, um, Raheem Sterling became the third youngest England player to reach 50 caps behind Rooney and Owen. Mm. I know oh, he grazed the top of the bar, didn't he? What a goal oh, that would have been. He did, he um, did. But it's good to mention that. You have to mention that because it's a hell of an achievement. Huge. Yes. And uh, Sterling, I thought, did, did okay. I mean, it's... It just it just didn't quite happen. England played a good side who, as you say, zonally were very good and blah blah blah. They're You're so off. deflated by that. <laughs> I am. I, you know I am, I am this is nowhere like a near World as... Cup. No, it's I like know, a post World yeah. Cup match. Do you know what? It was that Lingard goal that sucked me in. Right. I thought. I thought when the game started, I thought this is actually quite nice. This is exactly what it should be. It's better than a friendly, <laughs> but I'm not kind of sitting here really, really tense like a World Cup. Match. I I switched te- switched on ten minutes in. I had a Chilango burrito in my on my lap, Did and that you? was just the perfect accompaniment. I enjoyed a lovely mm. bit of football, yep. beautiful weather, kind of, and, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was a fairly pleasant uh, game of football. And I some and it. some lovely, pleasant people who went to watch the game. Yes, yes. Uh, I'm, looking, I'm looking at my notes here. 
cocaine was decriminalised in 2001 in Portugal. Is it really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, I mean, so, I'm, to be honest, those kind I'm of sorry, people... I'm just, I'm just pulling that out of the ether. I'm yeah. just, you know. To be honest, though, that that normally doesn't stop them. No, exactly. Uh, whether if it anything, it's helped. If anything, it's helped them explain their actions. Do you know something, actually? I We we love Gareth Southgate, as we know, and we don't think he should be sacked. Let's make that clear. Yes. But Southgate said of those fans who were causing trouble in Portugal, and I, I can't remember an England manager saying something like this before. I know England managers have said, you know, it's a disgrace, they should be locked up and da-di-da, which is sort of... But Southgate said they're an embarrassment. They reflect so poorly on us as a country and we don't associate ourselves with them at all. Yeah, I like that. I like that he hasn't trodden out the... Firstly, they're not real fans Yeah, because it makes no difference. They're still there. Um, And a lot of the time, they're not in the game. They're not at the game. They're just throwing bottles at some families in, in fan parks. Yeah, some of them are, but that's what makes it so difficult to police. Mm. They're not actually at the game. They're just mm. in Portugal wearing England shirts, just um, being absolute nightmares but you, but to you everybody. But you don't, like, as I said outside the um, studio, like you don't see this at the Champions League final. You don't see this in no. the Uf- Europa League final. Um, and and it is, it's financial for me. And I hate to bring up like politics, but... Oh, it's, it's absolutely it's, political. It's, it's financial. Men who who uh, live in certain parts of the world that are massively underfunded, uh, expecting less of each other. Uh, Portugal's very cheap to get to. The beers are very cheap. And you don't even have, need a fucking match ticket to, to have a bloody good laugh. Yeah. Or running yeah. up and seeing 10 German bombers in the bloody oh, streets. God. Yeah, well, this is, um, this is a line that I found really interesting from an article about this in The Independent. Uh, which is simply, you could even see some fans refusing to go in the EU queue for passport control in the airport. Which is firstly, surely that, they would just that have to queue up again. That made me laugh more than it should like, have done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous. Rest of world. I'm in rest of world. Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing is, I mean, England have had problems with fans way before any kind of all that sort of political stuff. But this no, is... No, no, no. When did the last time? Hang Thatcher. No, no, Thatcher but, started a fucking war cabinet because of, the, because of sure, hooliganism. But I was, no, I'm not sorry. That's austerity for me. That is complete austerity. But I was about to say that this is a different breed. Back in the 80s and what I and you chaps would remember in the 90s, it was more proper hooliganism. It's, this, it's more mm. diluted, but it's only getting worse. Yeah, no, 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 I'm not again. saying, so therefore this is totally fine. Don't worry mm. about it, lads. It's just a bit of banter. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that the spirit of this, I think, is actually a little bit different to what it was before. I think in the 90s, you had more battle-hardened, proper hooligans. Whereas now, and this is the, the word, you know, the term stag do has been used a lot on this. It's like loads of stag do's descending. Mm. This to me is almost a legacy and a hangover from the nastiness from the hooligans because when the police used to um, go after England fans before, the, as in the British police that would go over there, they would know the hooligans, they would spot them and they would try and stop yeah. it. Whereas now the police are saying, we don't know any of these guys because mm. they're not on any lists. These are not your traditional, what we came to know in the 80s maybe 70s but 80s and 90s hooligans these are impressionable young lads or middle-aged people whatever it is who are going over there and as you say when and, and you lulled into a full sense of security because when England play tournaments far away South Africa Brazil back to South Korea and Japan even mm-hmm. uh, Russia uh, Ukraine yeah, they can't don't, afford to get well, out whether it's an, whether it's affordability which which massively which, which plays a factor or whether it's kind of like oh Who's going to go to Russia and, you know, yeah. after what happened in France, especially? So, um, 
you can get lulled into full sense of security. But when the doors open to Spain, Portugal, Germany, France, you know, Italy, probably the same. If there's a tournament in Greece, which I can't see happening soon, but you get the picture. That kind of stag do mentality, which is which is very prevalent. If football ceased to exist, it would still be there. But it's but it's still it still ends up at the same place. You know yeah, what I mean? it, it, is, the only difference for hooliganism then is there were more organised fights. There were people yeah. who were looking for fights. Nowadays, nobody wants to get punched in the face because they're on Instagram. <laughs> Weasels. Melt. But yeah. I think the thing is this this. The circumstances are, uh, uh, you know, in the in the country on a, in a in a wider sense are now at the beginning of a cycle where we see this starting again. And you know, we we mm. might get you know the battle hardened idiots in ten years time. Yeah, they're, they're starting somewhere. You know what I mean? Like, this, this stag culture is is actually a, a really relevant one to bring in, I think, because that's that's different from how it's ever been in the past. Mm. It is now going abroad, spending a fortune, being an absolute animal in in a different country, and they are sort of dovetailing in a really horrible way and actually one thing I'm, I'm sort of tired of and we heard it in the commentary as well is this whole uh, the majority of the fans have been great thing and that point is made every single time and who cares yeah. I, don't, I don't care if the majority yeah, if of I'm, fans if, haven't done anything if like, you're if supposed I'm a, to not if do I'm anything if I'm like a cafe owner a young kid who's had a school clothes down for the day because of the fear of fucking hooliganism portal mm. I couldn't give a flying fuck to yeah. be honest you're not yeah. you, you're not it's meant pathetic. to be rewarded for not being a thug like yeah. that, that, that isn't that. That's that's neutral. That's not a positive. If the, if there's a stabbing, like mm. at the end of the report, nobody goes. Uh, the majority of people didn't stab anyone today. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, I, know, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. It's, 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 it's just it's so sad that you know we, we we went to Portugal recently. Can you imagine if we turn up and you could forgive hotel owners? Also, but I was careful as a group of English lads here. Yeah, it's embarrassing. It, it's 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 why can't what? But what I don't understand, and and I suppose this sort of feeds into the point about. The, the, the kind of hooligans and the stag do lot is if you're a hooligan it's a, it's a lifestyle choice it's all that kind of stuff I disagree with it on every level um, but with these lads here they want to go and have a bit of a laugh and so you can go abroad you can sing your songs you can get a bit boisterous have a laugh all the rest of it without being dicks no but I think the, the issue is that but you, you can know, you well, don't have to make can. them miserable you see this with other fans you don't have to make the lives of locals a bit more miserable oh, and I'll tell you something if you, listen, if, if you do behave like that we don't want you listening to this podcast. Yeah, of course. I don't think many people are, but I would well, say... Well, you'd hope not. I would say I'm from a area... And, and it's it's all very well show. three middle-class men in a room sort of talking yes. about uh, the have-nots effectively. I'm from that area, and I've, I know people who are, are, are like this. I know people who, 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 do, who do that sort of shit. It's about money. It's just, they, I, it's it's just about money. You do get, you do get some middle-class lads who can not, behave like that, though. Yeah, it's very, very few. It's just... It's just Austerity. It's about men expecting less of men and uh, having no prospect, no money, no futures. It uh, also comes. It also comes from a sense living for of, the fucking weekend. Let's go fucking crazy and and pick up the pieces on Monday morning. I think it also comes from a sense of English exceptionalism that has yeah. been stoked. Oh, massively, by, and, know, and also Bre- and also a fucking Brexit as well. Yeah. Well. I didn't think the Dutch were that much better. <laughs> <laughs> but they were better. Mm. Uh, but it's a great shame because England do take a phenomenal, in terms of numbers, a phenomenal support. It was almost like mm. an England home game. Yeah. And and the fans that do... Go, and it, and I, I the do, band. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I think it is important because the, so many, you know, fans go out there and say, do you know what, we had a great time, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. You stay away from us. You're right in what you say, Jim. You're absolutely right. Um, and it makes it such a great shame because... If you got rid of that, and whether that will ever happen or not, I sincerely hope it does, England would have such a brilliant support because they go in great numbers, they can make a good noise, and unfortunately that section yeah. lets everybody well, down. The, the issue is if it's 
if it's bleeding into fan parks now. Yeah. Like, people aren't going to feel safe around England fans and understandably mm. so, and that is such a shame. It is a great shame. It is a great shame. Um, but England will play Switzerland, of course, in the third place. Play. Netherlands play Portugal in the mm. final. Should be pretty good. If you uh, fancy think. Portugal uh, to win it with uh, bet365.com, uh, the 7-10. 7-10. Oh, to to yeah, I did, I did love that. Cristiano Ronaldo. Oh, not pissing about, is he? No, <laughs> he, he was relatively quiet as well, wasn't yeah. he? Just that easy hat trick. There'd been rumours that Granite Xhaka was was going to go to Inter for fifty five million euros, mm-hmm. and I think Xhaka's probably thinking that's a, that's a lot for me. I tell you what, I'll just I'll just make a mistake in front of one of the most effective players in the history of the game, and that that knock maybe ten mil off. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. He had a relatively quiet game. Well, all right, did he score a hat trick? He yeah. got a hat trick. I'd love to. Oh, man. There we are. All right, then. Um, we'll do emails at the start of the second half, shall we, Petey? All right, mate. Let's do that. See you in a moment. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It began over ten years ago in a rented house in Halston. I'd like to see James Richardson back on terrestrial television. Four microphones and a mini-disc recorder. In all seriousness, no, the Guardian's Football Weekly is brilliant. Now it's listened to worldwide by millions. James Richardson is a see what he is. He ticks all the boxes. A junior authority of the game. Come with us on a summertime journey through the history of the football ramble. He's a respected journalist, no doubt about that. Ten years of the football ramble, and like that, he's fucking funny as well. Starting this Thursday the 13th. Emails. Say I'm the only bee in your bonnet. 
Not the beast! Ah! You've got mail. Bad beast! You've got mail. You didn't give me a chance to say welcome back to the Football Ramble preview show sponsored by Bed365. Emails! <laughs> It's emails time. <laughs> Enjoyed that. Uh, hello, uh, this is from Albert. A short one, but a very sweet one. Hello, my brother saw Luke smash a cafetiere on the floor in the big Sainsbury's in Streatham a couple of years back. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Let's uh, be fair to Luke and say that was almost certainly an accident. He wasn't yobbing up, up Streatham. Yeah. He, was, he, was, he was on a stag doing Streatham <laughs> in South London. That's where he was. He's Streatham commoner. Do you know I, I, um, I, I should say to the, uh, to the, the lovely... I assume he's a lovely chap. But as I was, Luke Miller. Uh, no, no. Um, <laughs> well, he, he can be. Um, as I was, as I was briskly going through a Vauxhall uh, station in South London today, a chapter mm. shouted football ramble. And normally, I'd like to stop. Um, I invite them to their own personal Q and A, that yeah. kind of thing. Mm. I was in a bit of a rush, my good man, but I did appreciate that. No. Yeah, yeah. Hello to. Usually, I have pictures of Pete Donaldson that I sign as well. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I want, mate. Uh, ben Bennett. Is this a drawing of a gorilla? Who's this? It's me. How dare you? Uh, ben. Ben Bennett. Glorious name. Uh, hello, gents. Uh, have you, did you see this guy? Um, basically, if you saw this phrase on the beach, uh, referring to the mm. age-old end-of-season excuse for mm-hmm. shellacking, with somewhat of an over-exaggeration, well, I bring you the term, by the river. The German fifth division manager, did you see this guy? No. Um, I think it's Jan Heisfield. Um, uh, sorry, the, the, the actual team, uh, TV uh, Jan, Jan Heisfield, uh, recently uh, told their manager, with one game left of the season, uh, he wouldn't be uh, coming back next season to be in charge. Uh, so he turned up to the match dressed like that. Oh, that is oh, super. Wow. He's effectively wearing a fishing, fishing gear. And <laughs> yeah. he's, has he got a rod there as yeah, well? Yeah, he, he has. Rod. And so he's you, sat in a little chair. He's gone fishing. Think of your stereotypical fisherman where he's got the straw hat on, yeah. sun hat. Uh, you've got one of those sort of waistcoat jacket. Yeah, kind full of, fishing gear. Yeah. It's a beautiful, beautiful So picture. they say he's by the river. That's how they say on I the guess beach. so, yeah. Or he's just... He's just that's like a manager here turning up in flip-flops, you know, surfing shorts, that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. Be a ticket too. to Dubai. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Hello to Kristen. Hello, Kristen. Hello, Ramblers. Uh, after listening to the birthday talk on the last show, I ended up spending way too much time on a website listing famous birthdays, and now we have a few more to share with you. Ooh. First of all, happy early birthday to Jim. Thank you. And Pierre Emmerich Aubameyang. Well, as she goes on to say this, uh, it seems that he and Paul McCartney also share a birthday with uh, George Mallory, Fabio Capello, and Pierre yeah, I'm going to oh. There you go. Uh, if my Wikipedia page is to be believed, it really isn't, uh, Kristen. No. Uh, his birthday is April the 30th, it is, uh, which would mean that the Nazi he mentioned is likely uh, Ribbentrop. Remember the <laughs> Ribbentrop? Did he do the Ribbentrop Molotov pact? I presume he did. Um, also sharing a birthday that day is Kirsten Dunst and John O'Shea. Marcus. Marcus. I, Harrison Ford is one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Marcus yeah. and Craig Bellamy share a birthday. Yeah, I said yeah. that in the last With, show. With uh, Nathan uh, Bedford Forrest, the Grand Wizard of the KKK, the first one. So, ah. congratulations, Marcus. Harrison Ford and Patrick Stewart. Yeah. There we go. Who wants to be oh, yeah. a fascist? Um, did you know what? I, what did I you don't know if Stewart? I had a fascist. Did you just no. say Patrick Stewart? Stewart wants to play. Yeah, he played. A, oh, he played a fascist. He played a neo Nazi in Green Room, I want to say. Okay. Um, it's, oh, Again, it doesn't anyway. matter who you, if you, whoever you share your birthday with, it doesn't <laughs> reflect on you. It just I appear. To... Yeah, yeah, but uh, uh, Kristen shares uh, their birthday with uh, Marcus Aurelius, Rudolf Hess, and Carol Burnett. Burnett? Burnett. I don't know. Either way, thank you very much, Kristen. If you want to get to the show, 
We're going to be reading our emails every now and again through yeah. the summer. I mean, sure at thefootballramble.com. Yeah. Get involved. We don't want to hear about any more birthday Nazis. Yeah, we mm. don't. Uh, and Unless you're militant you, about your birthday. It shows you how much we're struggling with content. We're literally just talking about, when are you born? Oh, yeah, they were born on the same day as that person. But I thought it was uh, interesting. This we can week, talk about austerity a bit more, if you want. Yeah. <laughs> well, in a way, there's aus- content austerity going on. <laughs> um, this weekend, of course, it's all happening. Um, we have the, the Women's World Cup in France and so on. We also have a, a near full European Championship qualifying fixture mm. list uh, Spain are away to the Faroes and then at home to uh, Sweden uh, Faroe Islands and then home to Sweden sensationally they've recalled Santi Cazorla oh. at the age of 34 he hasn't been picked since 2015 and of course nearly lost his leg to that mystery yeah, virus, infection yeah. virus which was Awful. Like eating away his Achilles mm. and all that. They never really found out what no. that was. It's so strange. Arsene Wenger said it was the worst injury he's ever seen. Yeah, madness. I mean, his tattoo is like, they had to take a bit of his other leg and because it, oh. it's tattooed, it's like I mean, it's horrible. The fact that patchwork on the back of his leg. The fact that they managed to, as you say, <laughs> literally patch his leg up so yeah. he didn't lose his leg was, was incredible. Yeah. The fact that he could return to professional football, something else. <laughs> and he's back in the Spain squad. He made 46 appearances this season with, with VRL. I think 30 of them were starts. Mm. What a story. <laughs> I love Santi Cazorla. And he couldn't have gone to a better person so either. I no, know. Couldn't. Do you know what what foot is his is his strongest foot? I've no idea. No, but he's one of, one of the most two footed yeah. players I've ever seen. Well, Arsenal they've missed, they've mixed they've yeah. mixed it up then. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> maybe they yeah. put the maybe left that's on the why right. It works. Maybe they, maybe he's got even more two footed. <laughs> yeah, that's it. They put a bit of one on the other. Um, so yeah, that, that that's a heartwarming one. Yeah. yeah, that is a heartwarming one. Let's hope he's uh, among the goals. He'll probably get chances against the Faroe mm. Islands if he plays, of course. But the age of thirty four as well. Oh, Late call up, and, you yeah, know, marvellous, marvellous. All right, let's go to uh, some Premier League uh, happenings or, or, or non-happenings, see uh, what you think. Uh, Real Madrid have finally signed uh, Eden Hazard. Has that for, gone through, is it? Uh, that, apparently all... so, it's, absolutely, it's happened. <laughs> F- uh, the, 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 the sum of the, of the fees... It's come out of nowhere. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, there, the, some are reporting it's 100 million euros, some of 130, I mean, whatever it is, it's an awful lot of money. So Chelsea will be pleased that they've got a massive fee for him, which they were always yeah. going to get, really. They can't use it right now, can they? But No, but they can get the interest, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, yachts all around there. Uh, but I'm glad that one hasn't gone on and on, on even yeah. though, well, it's gone no. on and on for about two years. But I mean, in but terms this of this summer, summer yeah. let, right, let's With get that done. Signed Militao and um, Luka Jovic as well. That's a, that is a potent-looking yeah, new lineup they've got there. Interesting as well, because presumably if they're spending that much money, Players like Gareth Bale and Isco will be moved on sooner rather than later, and that might get might clear what's becoming known as the the log jam. <laughs> we're, we're seeing that term used well, a lot. Yeah. It's, like say, a, it's like a new war chest. You style say term, that isn't someone it? will come in for Gareth Bale. Well, they have to they have to stump up the cash yeah. and his wages, and that's where it falls down. Mm. Unless Real Madrid are willing to kind of ship him off for a lot less, yeah. I'm not sure they but will. But the thing, well, what makes Gareth Bale might not they've, go. They've signed not. three players already for for a huge fee, yes. so they must have something in the works. It's Real Madrid, they just, they just spend and then yeah, you're probably right. the government bail them out, allegedly. <laughs> um, there we are. What about this though, Jim? Yannick Carrasco, currently playing in China with Dalian Yifang, uh, not even one of the bigger Chinese sides, says he has an offer on the table from Arsenal. I hope he's not for some reason lying. I would absolutely love to have Yannick Carrasco. I really like him. I was surprised when I went to China and he was linked with, with Arsenal in January mm. around the same time as Dennis Suarez and we went for Suarez instead, which didn't quite work out no. for anyone involved. Um, and I, I really rate Carrasco and he's sort of... He'd, I, am, I have hugely lowered my expectations of the sort of profile of player that Arsenal can get 
and um, I, I would I would be delighted if if we got Carrasco. Um, China's not like a a, um, a cul-de-sac anymore, is it? You can no. sort of come back a bit. Yeah, it's usually the sort of Paulinho. Thing sort of, yeah, you just, the sort of thing you decide to do when you're 35, and then it's your big money move. But mm. oh. yeah, well, also with, with, linked with Ryan Fraser as well, which I'd also be happy with because his assist numbers were great. Um, I know a lot of people are sort of underwhelmed by that. But get him down. They'll get him down, mate. They're they're two two players who are very much sort of traditional wingers, and I wonder mm. if this is a a very uh, de- deliberate ploy by Unai Emery because so many pl- so many teams are using their fullbacks as mm. sort of de facto wingers now. Them. So if you have a, a a winger as well, it might make use of that exposition that is left by those players. That's my theory. I hope that's why. Come yeah. in, Keith Gillespie. Uh-huh. Indeed, neither of them can play centre half though. No, uh, but Carrasco, Pete, which you... makes them ideal, really. <laughs> that's for true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you saw Carrasco score in a Champions League final, of course, Petey. I did. Um, but he's only twenty five. No, I'm surprised by that. I, it, when he went to China, it was one of those ones where everyone was like, "Oh, come on." If he's only twenty. Am I only 25? Yeah, that sounds about Brilliant. right. But I mean, Axel Witzel was one, I think he went to join, yes. then he came back and he's at, was he Dortmund now. But yeah, he, he left Atletico Madrid when he, he was playing some good football and yeah. it was a surprise. I understand money-wise and that, but we, I'd like to see him back in Europe. Yeah, I mean, it might be the case though, because, um, you know, if you're Yannick Carrasco and you're being offered a, a contract in China at that age, you might think, well, it might make sense for me to do this at the end of my career. But who knows if that will still be well, an option course. then. So I'd like, like, do it for a year. Well, I don't blame him. It's but. it's almost irresponsible to not take a <laughs> shitload of money. Yeah. Yes. I'm sorry, like, you're a long time retired. It's it's almost irresponsible that's to not the, go out there. Go back to your earlier your earlier content. That's why you came down to the south. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> where the, where the uh, streets yeah, the, are paved with gold. Where the streets are paved. Jim Campbell how dare you that's a good good gaga you should put it in one of your rubbish stand up shows (laughs) there it is it's not even my gag I can't remember whose it is oh dearie me thief right Diego Maradona thinks he's the man to get Man United back among the trophies if Manchester United he didn't even say United he actually said if Manchester he says if Manchester (laughs) need a coach I'm the man to do it I know they sell a lot of shirts around the world, but they need to win trophies too. He said, I can do that for them. Manchester United used to be my favourite English team for so long. So many great players and a great team under Alex Ferguson, but now I have to say Man City. Well, he's an ideal candidate, isn't he? (laughs) Of course, he does actually um, have a job currently. He's he's Mexican second division side, Dorados manager. Um, So uh, that is disrespectful to uh, Dorados. 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 Um, Yeah, it's sort of... It's, it's not really out of character, though, is it? So. <laughs> I think this is, actually. Tearing himself about, that's like a different level for old Diego. Yeah. He, Maybe he's trying to sort of talk himself up to the Dorados fans. Like, this is how good I am. Yeah. I, I could, could go be, and manage them if I want. Yeah. Because I, I, he's touted himself for a return to the Argentina national post, mm. which, if they get the right slash wrong guy in charge of the uh, the AFA out there or whatever they're called that could happen mm. let's be honest he strikes could, me it's a... unlikely but it's within the realms of possibility because of how passionate and uh, <laughs> crazy some people yeah. in that country are for him that he could return to that job but touting himself for the Man United job that I think that's a different level of ma- it's madness the, it's the touting himself in general isn't it he strikes yeah. me as the co- type of guy that would defend himself in court yeah. you know like does he even have an agent is he his own agent oh, who's his agent like, he must like, because a... he surely his agent would put these rumours out there but he just does it himself no I mean it, will he be plugging that um, film that you, I think you've seen it haven't you uh, the Diego who film? said it was very oh, good it's, it is fantastic mm. it is brilliant um, can't recommend well, it enough well 
uh, El Diego or no El Diego, if you fancy Manchester United to win the Premier League next season, I presume the odds will fluctuate after he takes the helm. Yep. Uh, <laughs> if you fancy them to win the Premier League next season, uh, they are 20 to 1. Uh, 10 pounds returning, uh, 210 pounds uh, including stake. Who knows what's going to happen? Well, they have, season. they have completed the signing of Swansea's Daniel James. Hmm. So um, there's that. Are Juventus interested in bringing Paul Pogba back to the club, apparently? So they could they could get rid of him. They've got yeah. bunts. They've got bunts to spend, haven't they? they well, have. Yeah. Neil Warnock was asked his opinion of Man United this week, and he said they've spent three hundred or four hundred million on players who were supposed to be world stars, and they haven't got a team yet. They haven't got a team at all. <laughs> and then when he was asked about Pogba, Lukaku, and Sanchez, um, are they a part of the problem? He said, "Oh, absolutely. I wouldn't touch them with a barge pole." I love that. <laughs> <laughs> love the idea of him being offered all three and going, "No, thank you." There was a brilliant uh, <laughs> clip of him like half. Nice to see Warnock after the halfway season. Halfway through the season, uh, Warnock sort of going. Well, I think Liverpool. Yeah, I, I, don't, I think they'll miss out. I think they'll uh, just miss out on the league. But I think the uh, Champions League. I think this is their year. Yeah, he, he oh, got lovely. it spot on, didn't he? He yeah. got it spot on, old Wazza. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so Neil Warnock. We uh, we look forward to seeing him in Cardiff in the Championship next season, mm. of course. Uh, Bloody blah, blah. Right, it's time for going for gold. So the heat is on and the time is right. It's time for you. What you to play the game? Old. Hello to Rob. Let's come in with these clues. Yeah. Hey, Rob. Am I going to get him? Is this going enough? for gold of the season, guys. I think you've won, haven't you, Marcus? Oh, I think I've, you wrapped it up. I Has really he man seeded it? I, I think have you might stormed have it at the end. Well, I was born on the 14th of February, 1972. Uh, okay. okay. It's a fun one. Fun one, this one. Stop, Carlton Palmer. Incorrect. <laughs> I've represented seven... Would you not be older than that, maybe? Maybe. No, right, no, right, um, I represented seven clubs in four countries, including Villa and Motherwell. Mm. Ooh. I represented my country 14 times, scoring one goal. However, the end of my international career was precipitated by me being discovered in bed with two Stop. Japanese girls. Sasa Churchich. Oh, oh yeah. come on! Yeah. <laughs> oh, <my laughs> face. Very well played, Jim. Yeah. He had to pop up eventually. <laughs> Lord. Yeah. My uh, move to Aston Villa made the Times list of the worst Premier League buys ever, <laughs> and I branded it the biggest mistake I've had in my life. I once booked myself in for a nose job without telling the club, thereby ruling myself out for a month. <laughs> <laughs> I bought a I bought a double decker bus on which to throw parties. Oh, right. um, after I'd have got that. After signing for Metro Stars in 1999, I declared my intention to become the Dennis Rodman of MLS. Uh, that season was the worst recorded by any club in MLS history. Uh, I retired at the age of 29, uh, saying I've given up football for sex. For sex, yeah, classic. Remember, wow. he said he was going to have. Yeah, um, it's twenty. He didn't want fifty. He didn't want fifteen million dollars. He wanted fifteen million women from around the world. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, and then he won the Serbian version of uh, Celebrity Big Brother. Oh, yeah. Seems a <sighs> character. Serbian footballers in- invariably are wonderful. Great news. <laughs> yeah. We should do a Serbian ramble. Speaking of which, Mitro's still uh, still not moved. No, no one's move. come in for him. Oh, beautiful! Mm. I love that. I love he'd it. Tear, I'd t- tear up the championship. I mean, if you if you command a certain amount of money, he probably mm. is on a very very decent wage. It's a great city to live in. Yep. It's uh, he's going to be knocking them in for fun in the nice championship. Club to be in. Yeah, honestly, I think I, honestly next season 
they should bring in a, a um, an opt out for promotion at the championship. <laughs> <laughs> no thanks. So win the, we'll win take the, the championship. Yeah, exactly. Trophy. Finish, finish, and let if you finish first. You have to go up. If you finish second, <laughs> or you win the playoff. You can have an opt out. <laughs> oh no, you can award it to whoever's in the playoff position. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they've got a curry favour with you. They've got to bend the knee, <laughs> and then have the third and fourth place playoff in the uh, <laughs> <laughs> to see who gets promoted least. It's not about winning that. <laughs> oh dear. Well, thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble preview, sponsored by Bet Three Six Five. On Monday, we will do our. Um, we will reveal uh, our predictions for the, oh, yes. for the season, of course. I always forget about that at the end of the season. There's a little bit of a, a free sort of excitement. Yeah, we, and then I remember that I'm terrible at predictions. That's right. We, we mentioned uh, incorrectly on, on Monday that we would do it uh, today. Of course, Luke's not here, so we're going to wait till Monday. So why not hang around for that, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> um, there we are. And we'll see how England get on against Switzerland, of course. Thanks, Petey. Bye-bye. Thanks, Jimmy. See ya. Thanks, everybody. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.